Hi, I'm Ian Richardson. Welcome to the Tech Talks podcast from the Iceway and Sea Trade Cruise. Each episode looks at technology and innovation in the cruise industry as I host Q&A sessions with tech leaders and innovators who are all working diligently to create solutions that will benefit cruise in a variety of different ways. As co-founder and CEO of the Iceway ecosystem of companies, I myself are very excited to be involved in new technology projects on a regular basis. Many of these are specifically aimed at helping improve the cruise industry. There's a lot of great work and effort going into new and cutting-edge technology solutions in the cruise industry as a whole. The objectives are far-reaching, from enhancing the onboard experience for guests and crew, to increasing the overall efficiencies both at sea and in port or destination. A lot of us are working hard to reduce wastage and to implement more sustainable practices, processes and features. The Tech Talks podcast will put a spotlight on these solutions and will include never-before-seen information and facts about them, whilst also providing an exclusive platform to some of the creative minds who are behind them. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Sea Trade Cruise Talks podcast. I'm Ian Richardson, the CEO and co-founder of The Iceway and Sea Trade Global's technology ambassador. Now, today, we're going to be discussing mobile apps in the cruise industry for both passengers and crew. And I feel very safe and comfortable in the knowledge that the person talking us through this topic has a wealth of experience in this area. And he's a true visionary and probably one of the smartest people in cruise technology today. Please welcome today's guest, the CEO of Sales Toad, Greg Ross Monroe. Hi, Greg. How are you doing? Hi, Richie. I appreciate that. That was a very kind introduction. Thank you. <laughs> you are probably one of the smartest people. Certainly one of the smartest people I know, anyway. What do you want, Richie? <laughs> it's yours. You got it. Yeah. I just want to talk about cruise mobile apps. But I mean, maybe we should start with yourself and Source Toad and how it kind of all started for you. Yeah. Um, strangely enough, I was working in an investment bank. I'd run a mapping software company beforehand that I had sold when I was young and didn't know what I was doing with running a company. And I desperately wanted to get out of the investment banking world. And the principal of the bank said he would fund me to do whatever I wanted to do. And so I started building software for him. And the first thing they wanted was some telecom systems built, VoIP systems with some integrations. And then the second client was a hotel who wanted the same thing. And then they asked for a captive portal to be built. And we ended up building captive portals for Holiday Inn. It's at that point, it started to have to become a real company with like support teams and software engineers full time and things. Yeah, rather than just me writing code. Yeah, on the weekend. And then we had a client who was a network provider who wanted us to go and build a captive portal for Silver Sea, actually. And so we'd never been on it. I'd never been on a cruise ship. And that was uh, the very first cruise ship I got on board. Right. Yes. Because I was going to ask how you got into the cruise sector, because people always tell me it's a niche channel or niche market. So it was Silver Sea, your first client. Yeah, it, it was. They had um, very ambitious kind of technological ideas in 2010s, including wanting they wanted to build a mobile app. And I know this, it sounds crazy, but like if you think about the iPhone came out in 2008. And by early 2010, you still could not actually write software for, the, for iOS. There was no app store. And so the idea was we'll have guests be able to contact the staff with a device through an interface inside their cabin. That meant that we had to buy small Android tablets, hook them up to the Wi-Fi. And then the question was, well, how would the guests contact the crew? And the idea was, well, we'll just give them tablets because 
to me, it sounds insane, but in 2010, nobody had smart devices or very few people did. And so this obviously just gave them away as gifts to the guests. Well, yeah, it's a high price point. So they can afford that luxury. To be fair, it was also my first experience of building like real software on board of a cruise ship. <laughs> I don't want to say it was an unmitigated disaster, but it was not good. Like the Wi-Fi in the corridors for the stewards did not work. People didn't know how to use tablets. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was not great. Yeah, we all need to go through one or two of those implementations. So, I mean, in, in terms of, I mean, that, that, that was how you got in. How, how's it evolved since then? What sort of challenges or very cruise-specific challenges can you talk about? Yeah, uh, so now we're, Source Toad is like a real product and services company. We're kind of split 50-50 in product licenses and support. So that's the kind of the stuff that we already have off the shelf that our customers will either just purchase or license from us and then we'll modify. And that's, you know, interactive TV systems, digital signage, captive portals, and some communication systems. So that's really what the company's evolved into is a cruise technology product company. And then the other 50% of the company is professional services in software engineering. There's no cruise line out there that has exactly the same setup and the same systems as the next one, even if they're owned by the same company, they're all different. And so, you know, a lot of what we do is customization or even inventing new technology out of whole cloth. And really what we've, we focused on is the communication, the onboard communication and the even the pre and post cruise communication from the operation side and the marketing side to the passengers and to the guests. So that's where we are today. Our software is on over a hundred ships, and we continue to grow and continue to kind of focus on new products that can kind of help smooth the communication between the operation and the passengers. Yeah, and I think the last time we caught up, it was at Sea Trade in uh, March at Global in Miami, and I think you had your software in the tech zone, the interactive tech zone. So, I mean, first of all, how, how was C-Trade for you? It was great, actually. You know, we've been doing this long enough now where you know, we, we've never had a booth or anything. We've attended every year for, I don't know, seven years, something like that. Sometimes with partners, we've shared spaces with others, but for the last couple of years, we've been in the interactive tech zone, which has been a lot of fun and a lot more kind of hands-on with, potential customers. And so it's been really, really good. Last year, we did a rapid prototyping workshop. So we picked five companies, cruise lines and vendors that would be able to come in over the three days, and we would actually build them a working prototype over the course of three days. So that was super interesting and fun. We had, you know, two product owners sitting there at the, in the tech, in the tech zone, actually, you know, working with people, showing them how we would customize and build software from scratch. And then actually delivering, you know, working prototypes in like day four. So it's pretty cool. There's been some success out of those as well, or they grew some legs, didn't they? Yeah, two of the companies, I know for sure one took the prototype and used it as a basis to, they kind of pivoted a little bit, but they use it as the basis for their their business. They have a photo memento kind of business around, around that idea that's actually worked out really well for them. And this year we demoed our mobile app in a box product, which is probably something that would be a good segue to talk about in in the mobile space uh, on board. Yes. So this is Cruise Director? Yeah. So we have a piece of middleware, which is the most boring thing in the world to talk about, but it basically sits in front of multiple PMSs. So if you've got Fidelio or Talio or MXP or whatever it is you've got, our middleware kind of sits in front of it and speaks that language. 
And then we built that so that we could we didn't have to build twenty different interactive TV systems and signage systems for each PMS. So we just we build on top of our system, and then our system talks to all these others. We built two big cruise lines mobile apps uh, from scratch from like our custom professional services side. And we realized how daunting of a process that was. And so we decided to kind of productize that. Yeah. Daunting from the customer side or daunting from the vendor side? I guess both, right? Yeah, both. I mean, yeah, you know, just it's tons a big of process. Yeah. yeah. And then there's so many stakeholders and so many, every, everybody wants something different. So well, the product we've come up with is, will not be perfect for everybody, but it does, it, it checks all the boxes. It's got pre-cruise check-in. It's got boarding passes. It's got, you know, once you get on board, it has dining reservations, spa treatments, you know, your calendar, your folio, your itinerary, press reader integration, cabin workouts, The you know, and then, and then it has a, a, a small shore, shore excursion kind of experience. So our customers will actually do customizations on top of that. We've given you a huge, given them a huge base to start on and then to move forward. And, and ultimately the goal is, you know, obviously it's to for us to have a product, but really it's kind of trying to further that aim of, you know, having communications be simpler and easier, having there be less stress on a front desk or making it more convenient for a passenger to look at the app or something and get information rather than calling the spa or something like that. That's kind of the operational and the guest experience lure that brings the the passenger into the app but then from an operational standpoint what you can do so you can send push notifications on board to that device and that actually is really the the most important thing yes it's important that the passenger can kind of offload some of that work from crew into the mobile experience but being able to communicate with passengers that's actually the key and the, the only way you can really do that without PA announcements that bother everybody or ringing their cabin phone is push notifications, is local onboard push notifications. And those are incredibly successful when we've deployed them. So we see numbers like 80, 90% of push notifications getting through on board. And the kinds of things we can do with those notifications are game changing. Absolutely. And it's not just uh, sort of operational push notifications. It's commercial as well, presumably. Yeah, I mean, we, we, you always have to be careful. Health and safety probably comes first in, in every cruise line's mind, especially these days. And if people feel like they're being sold too hard, they'll turn it off. And so you, you kind of want to walk a fine line. So we found that the best way to do that is, is lots of opt-ins. So, hey, I want to receive uh, special notifications about the spa. Like, I'm really a spa person or something like that. Or do you want to ask somebody first if they're interested in receiving push notifications about discounts in the jewelry store or something like that, or a shore excursion that might fill a spot in your calendar? We find that if those are people who are opting into those, that the conversion rates are much higher as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I want to talk about your white paper that you uh, publish, because I think since you've been doing it since 2018, yeah, I got a copy of it. Uh, I, I read it. It's it's very good. But so you published this annual cruise mobile app white paper. So why did you start doing that? And what did you hope to get out of it? And and has it been a success for you? Every year, what we do is we download all the apps that we can find that are publicly available in English cruise apps, and we download them and we 
investigate them from a security perspective. That's a euphemism. We use some in-house tools and some uh, third-party tools, the same kind of things you would use for you know checking to see if there's a virus inside your Android application. And we, we use Android applications because we can download them and do some interesting things to them. And we did that originally to actually security test our own applications. We were concerned that you know, a bad actor could download one of the apps that we had built for a customer, could hack into it, could find information about, you know, security keys or tokens to get into, let's say, the property management system, either cause chaos or uh, get personally identifiable information, passports, you know, it could be bad. So we started doing that for ourselves. And then we kind of were wondering how others, other people were doing it and what we could learn from just looking at other packages and other, other applications. So we started building information on that just to educate ourselves so that we could be a better vendor for our customers. And, you know, when we started building all this data and we, we realized, well, well, this would be really interesting for people to know, you know, what packages are being used out there in the world. We come from the open source software engineering world. And so this idea of like sharing information is very much a part of our culture. And there was just nothing out there about how other people were building their applications. And, and, and partly that's because if you're a large cruise line, you don't advertise the fact that somebody else built your app for you, right? You kind of want to have a everything was invented here kind of feel about it. So the, the white paper basically looks at what new features have been discovered inside of applications, what features are trending, what features have become kind of a commonplace. And if we see anything interesting in terms of, you know, what technologies are being used or what people are doing to secure their, their mobile apps from hacks or, you know, obfuscating their code, things like that. So, and it's been very successful. Um, the first year or two we published it, we were contacted a few times by people who said, this is wrong. You got this thing wrong about our app. And that was extremely surprising to us. We didn't think anyone would, read it to be honest and we didn't think anyone would contact us and now now what's interesting is we know so many of the dev teams at some of the cruise lines and some of the vendors as well they will contact us and say when's the next report coming out i want to make sure that you got this thing right before you publish it again and so that's actually that's really it's a huge compliment that people are reading it and enjoying it and learning from it so uh, it's been great yeah well i certainly find it an interesting read so staying on that theme, what sort of is interesting and new that people are doing in cruise mobile apps? Yeah, so this year was different from previous years, which is that we published a version on River Cruise apps, which is definitely not as interesting as the, well, it's not as interesting from a technical perspective as the Ocean apps, which, you know, they have much bigger budgets behind them. The one standout was Viking Cruises because they have a large ocean fleet now and a huge river fleet. So they have... They share a code base between those two applications. So that's a pretty impressive uh, Rivers app. But kind of the big takeaway this year for us has been how much space there is and how much opportunity there is for River Cruise Lines to really step up from where they are now. And there's a lot of reasons why River Cruise Lines don't have big, powerful, crazy apps. I mean, they're much more ships. They generally tend to have a slightly older demographic. They have better internet access. You know, you're close to land all the time. Like the external factors to push passengers towards a mobile app have been less extreme, which is really the main takeaway from that. On the ocean side, the the thing that we've we've kind of noticed over the years is should, should be re reasonably um, obvious, but it is that five years ago the mobile app world was very spotty. It was like the wild west. 
every single cruise app had strange random features. They looked radically different. They were sometimes difficult to navigate. And you never really knew what you were going to get when you when you opened one up. And it was actually a little more fun in those days because I think people were just start trying to work it out. What, what would passengers want in a mobile app? What would guests be interested in using? And now you're really starting to see the main set of features be kind of ubiquitous throughout the industry. Uh, so, you know, everyone's got, I can check my folio, which makes sense. Everyone's got a itinerary calendar, um, you know, short excursion lists, the, the, the things you would expect. There's a core set of features that everyone's decided are important, or at least are table stakes, when that was not the case just a few years ago. So the apps have actually become more similar now. And what's interesting is because they're all more similar and cruise lines, they are interested largely in um, innovation and technology, they continue to push the innovation boundary there. So now I think we're actually starting to see a little bit more of the Wild West coming back in the ocean apps, where people are saying, well, passengers can check their folio, you know, guests can book a spa treatment. They can all do that. What's next? And a lot of that has to do with communication. So the end of 2001, Apple and Android both allowed local push notifications without the internet, which game changing for the cruise industry. There were a lot of interesting like little hacks that the big cruise lines, especially the big cruise lines had used to kind of get around the lack of onboard push notifications, but they were not really battery efficient. So they would like drain the battery of the, of the guest. Yeah, they were polling, I guess. Yep, exactly. And there were a couple of interesting ways they did this, like everything from having a web website running in the background the whole time to installing a telephone client inside the application that was never used. So a lot of interesting little, little tricks, but now we can, it's, it's a doable technology. It's, it's, it's feasible. And so now the question is how much communication is too much? You know, how do you trigger these notifications? How do you manage the groups of passengers who are traveling together? Like, does everyone need to get a push notification? When is it too much? You know, you are on vacation when you're on a board. Do you want your phone beeping at you every 30 minutes telling you that your dining reservation is, is coming up, you know? So, so there's, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff about just from a process perspective about what people are being told. So I think you're going to see a lot of new push notification related features coming out. And I think you're also going to start to see like relatively unexpected features, uh, probably in two main categories, which I think, which I kind of put as surprise and delight. So the fun stuff to entice guests to download the app. It's very beneficial if people have the mobile application in their pocket, because then you can offload a lot of the communications burden or you can do things like virtual wait lists, which are passengers like them, crew like them, they're good for health and safety, etc. And then the other stuff is like operational kind of efficiencies. So wait lists might be one or like waivers that are done on the phone. Just make everyone's life easy from an operational perspective. Maybe the guest doesn't love it, but the guest already has the app now in their pocket. So, and they downloaded it because of the cool augmented reality window thing where they can move the bone around and they shake the phone and shake the phone for the champagne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then those are cool things that like that get the guests to download it. And then you can kind of offload operational efficiencies once they've got the phone. So those are the two main categories that you'll see doing more interesting things. Soon. What are you excited about working on at the moment? The things that are really interesting to me at the moment are some of the cool, crazy stuff that we're doing with expedition cruising. 
it's been going on for a while in some brands, but there's there's some growth in that 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 sector. And there are even more challenging communication and technology issues around uh, when you're going to like the Antarctic or your shore excursion team now doesn't have internet access either. So being able to make data portable and being able to kind of invent communication systems for for that environment is super exciting. We have got a system that is called ECS. And basically what it is, is like uh, group management and comms at the same time. So it was originally designed so that if like a Zodiac is returning late and you don't want the next boarding party just to be sitting around on the gangway freezing. So you need to be able to update them on a pretty constant basis. So we, the way it works is any crew member can move kind of like a, a block through a workflow and that triggers a communications workflow as well. And so, so what's kind of cool is, you know, you've got your Zodiac ride going ashore in 30 minutes and you're getting ready for it. And then you get a notification to your TV, your phone and your mobile device, whichever one you're, you're closest to at the same time saying, Hey, the Zodiac's running late. Uh, it's going to be here in 45 minutes, not 35 minutes. Why don't you, you know, go downstairs and have a pot cocoa in the, in the in the bar rather than like coming to the gangway so that's a really really cool environment and cool product and the other thing that i'm very interested in is communications and notifications pre post and while ashore kind of systems it's very easy to develop something for like a closed environment so i'm either going to build it for the internet or i'm going to build it for the ship but to like do the crossover is yeah that's fun and that's tricky right so you know if you got an expedition cruising and you're taking like a small plane, you might want to notify the passengers that the seaplane is going to be delayed, or it might be early. And now that's that's an off-the-ship experience, but it's being dictated by something that's happening on board. So that's really cool. And then the other kind of the, the holy grail of all of this is, you know, I'm sitting at a cafe outside of Pisa, whatever, on my shore excursion, and I think, you know, it would be really nice as I've had a long day, I'm going to get a massage when I get back on board, and you open up your phone. And now you can send your reservation to the ship directly, even though you're nowhere near the Wi-Fi system. And then the ship can send you a notification saying, hey, you're, it's confirmed, or don't forget your back on board time is X. Those are all things that we're working on right now and that are pretty exciting. That does sound exciting. And what about, uh, I'm going to sort of look to the future a little bit now. What do you predict is going to happen in the next five years in terms of passenger apps, let's Let's say I can tell you what I what I think is going to happen. What I hope is going to happen. Those are two separate things, maybe. <laughs> so my hope is because we do um, one of the things we do for quite a few kind of hospitality companies and a couple of cruise lines, but not not as many as probably we should. Is we do security audits and these and, and penetration tests. Every time we've done a pen test on a mobile app that we didn't build a you know, somebody sent us an app and they said, hey, can you please try and get into this and see what you can find? We have had a track record of 100% and with not that much difficulty. And that means that security, mobile app security is not great across the industry. And my, my hope is that over the next five years that um, that will change, that better security measures are going to be taken to secure passenger security, crew security, especially with personal information Credit cards are a big worry. Passport numbers are a big concern. I mean, we found some pretty disturbing stuff and um, have helped to remedy it. But my my hope is, you know, when we do these kind of pen tests for 
other organizations, we see significantly more effort being put into the security side of things. That's concerning, and hopefully that changes in the next couple of years. And there's more regulation coming out now. There is. And, you know, my hope is that this is not like um, the accessibility features and requirements, you know, that... That only follow the regulations. Well, not just follow the regulations, but follow the lawsuits, right? So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, changes aren't made until somebody gets sued. These things are pretty easy to get ahead of. If you take best efforts and you follow the guidelines that are out there, then your damages are significantly less. And I think, if I have to be like honest, I think that we'll probably take a couple of bad stories coming out in some publication to make people change. But I think that the big thing, like, to talk about something less scary, digital check-in is not ubiquitous in the industry because it's tricky. You know, you're dealing with that bridge between shoreside and shipboard systems. So that's always tricky. And I think that that's probably going to be solved. Some of the new PMSs have basically got this handled coming out of the box. And then there are like this kind of bridges and middleware that are being built to handle this for um, other types of uh, res tech and PMS systems. And um, I think that the shoreside communication, especially post-cruise and maybe pre-cruise are going to be starting to be baked into the app as well. So you know, the marketing tech system will communicate pre-cruise and post-cruise, and then on board, there'll be some other system. Right. What about the employee crew experience? Anything you see in the future there? Absolutely. Um, we talk with a lot of cruise lines, and that is a question they all have. And so we have 10 different versions of a crew app basically being bandied around Crew, from an operational perspective, if you can make their lives better and you can and you can reduce turnover, you can improve health and safety, you can even reduce friction on board by having information available to crew. So that's things like the onboarding experience. So from everything from their training to their booking flights to arriving on the ship, payroll, paid time off, regulations about who can leave the ship and what port and when based on your nationality. That's always a big issue. And then not to like beat this dead horse, um, but communication once again, right? So sending notifications to the crew, having the crew communicate between each other in a using applications that are approved by human resources. Um, and then also the ability for passengers and crew to communicate between each other in certain circumstances. So I think that that is a massively important and currently underserved space and i think we're going to see uh, i know one or two companies are are playing around with like certain various aspects of this and you know hopefully there's going to be a a company like mine or you know another uh, software vendor who's going to start taking these pieces and, and assembling them in a way that makes cruise life just much easier great well as always greg uh, it's been an absolute education talking with you and it's great to see that you've still got so much passion for improving the guest and crew experience. So thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. I really hope our audience have enjoyed it as much as I have. So tune in for more Sea Trade Cruise Talks coming very soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Tech Talks from the Iceway and Sea Trade Cruise. I hope you took something from it and I very much look forward to seeing you next time. 